Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been doing my fair share of chugging wine lately. Yeah. Yeah. God. I'm down to my last precious glass, which I will enjoy while we record, which won't get me even through the wine segment. Yeah. I'm so sorry for your current situation. It makes my heart sad. Yeah, it's scary. And they just extended the lockdown by two weeks, which we all knew was going to happen. But Mm -hmm. it wouldn't be so bad if you had access to alcohol and like the outdoors. It really wouldn't. I would not complain if I could take my dog to the dog park or even just walk her and could buy alcohol on my like once every 10 day trip to the grocery store, I would not be complaining. Mm-hmm. But watching the alcohol supplies dwindle. Yeah, that's tough. Causes a lot of strain. We're out of It's vodka, like watching your cell whiskey. phone battery slowly die, knowing you don't have a charger. Yeah. Yeah. But like, and then unable all you want to, to do texting. is check Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't yeah. stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. So. That's We're doing great. On. We're all doing great. We're doing great. I have more alcohol great. than dry goods at this point, so like I'm <laughs> fine. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't want to brag, but I'm fully stocked. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of bad. <laughs> She's crying now. <laughs> she gonna be all right. It's, it'll be it's all right. fine. I think <laughs> this this episode will cheer me up because the topic is very apt, actually, for mm-hmm. um, the current social, the current cultural, what the kids are talking about. Mm-hmm. God, I'm <laughs> old. Um, so the topic is zoological crimes. Mm-hmm. Brought to you by, it's a very special fan pick, brought to you by Taylor Wilkins. Love it. And hey, Taylor. Taylor's, hey, Taylor. Taylor suggested this a long time ago. It's been on mm-hmm. the calendar for a long time. And it's ahead of the curve. Yeah. Flatten the curve. So well. Flatten so we're not curve. gonna be <laughs> We're not gonna be talking about Joe Exotic per se, although mm-hmm. he does get mentioned in my case. And mine. Oh god. There you go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not we're we're we've gone beyond. Old Joe. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's just get right on to the wine. Yeah. What is Amanda? What is our wine crime pairing for zoological crimes? Well, like I said, Taylor wanted us to feature an Ohio wine, so I have selected Firelands Pinot Grigio from Ohio. Mmm. Ohio. Ohio. Ohio wine. This is a light, dry, bright, fruity, tasty, citrusy wine with a hint of green apple and herbs. Gotta love a Pinot Grigio. And just a little about Ohio as a wine region, which I feel like it often gets overlooked as I a flyover. I did not know that yeah, flown it over was a even. wine. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think pretty much anything's a wine region. It's just how good the wine is. Right. You can kind of grow a grape anywhere. Will it make a good wine? Not necessarily. Antarctica, mm. terrible wine region. Mm-hmm. Mm. Not great. Up and coming. Uh, yeah. Still working on it. <laughs> Tough climate. Ohio or parts of Ohio do fall within the global Pinot Belt, which runs through Burgundy and the Willamette Valley and lands on the south shore of Lake Erie, which means the Buckeye State has innate potential for attention-worthy wines. And there are several award-winning wines out of Ohio, which is very fun and exciting. Some information specific to the location of Firelands from their website, quote, only a mile and a half wide and even less in length. That's what she said. Isle St. George, also known <laughs> Known as North Bass Isle Island. Isle St. Chode. Isle St. Chode <laughs> is crisscrossed by a network of underground limestone caves. As the warm lake water circulates through these caves, ground frost is delayed until late fall. When the fall air becomes cooler, the warm lake water heats the surrounding <laughs> air and land. Before winter sets in, the lake islands enjoy a 200 day frost free growing season, remarkable and unusual for this climate. On North Bass, Island, the grapes are harvested as much as six weeks after harvesting ends in the mainland. The United mm. States government has recognized the area's unique climate, soil, topographic, and historical conditions that produce distinctive characteristics in the grapes grown here and has established the area from the Bass Island and the southern shore of Lake Erie, stretching from Toledo, Holy Toledo, into New York State oh. as the Lake Erie Appalachian of Origin. When a Lake Erie designation is indicated on the label of a wine, it means that the grapes used in the wine came from this specific viticulture area. Mm. Interesting. Yes. Oh, never thought so I'd want to visit Ohio, but I that know. sounds kind of pleasant. Right? It does sound yeah. pretty cool. That one North mile of Bass Ohio Island. sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one and a half. Sorry. And even less in length. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that little mm. chode of Ohio sounds like an absolute getaway. <laughs> it is Ohio's chode. <laughs> the wine chode. Oh, no. <laughs> Can we please do a show on the wine chode at some point? Yeah. Chode crimes. I'm going to look up wineries in that area that we could do a live show on. The chode. live chode. The live chode. <laughs> Anyway, until then, this is a cracker. <laughs> I'm fucking wishing it, you guys. Shall we dive in? Yes. Yeah. All right, Let's unleash the Kraken. All right, here we go. Ready? Yeah. yeah. Woo. Ooh. Oh, nice. Crap. Wider nice than it crack. is long. No, oh my God. I All hope the wine rails. bottle would be longer than it is wide. <laughs> but I'll take what I can get at this point. Am I right? Well, when it's empty on its side in about 20 minutes, it will be. Yeah. Yeah, fair Depends enough. if you're still upright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, cheers, oh folks. My. Oh, God. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, all right, Lucy, what is our background and maybe psych for zoological crimes? Oh, God. I can't wait for animal psych. Well, mm -hmm. hate to disappoint you. Damn you. <laughs> Although a zoologist would might anyone study own animal, animal psychology. <laughs> I'd hope so. Yeah, all the psychology is just about Joe Exotic's various <laughs> pathologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, literal monster. 
God. <laughs> Narcissism. monster. His eyebrow ring. I it's it uh, looks like it's gonna fall off it, at any moment. Oh, like a strong that's the breeze. Best part. His body I is rejecting it. Meme. <laughs> yeah, barely hanging on. Like Joe yeah, Exotic's I eyebrow love, ring. I love that. <laughs> he is so pierced. Okay. I am never gonna financially recover from this. From this. <laughs> that's my favorite line. And the, the context of Saf just having gotten their arm tore off, off like 30 yeah. seconds earlier horribly yeah. and, and then that's, they that's his takeaway to work six <laughs> days later with the emt jacket i can't it's Amazing. my favorite thing okay it's so bonk it's so insane okay saf is the only decent person in that entire documentary mm-hmm. i like the guy with no legs too yeah, oh, yeah, he, he was, was fun. good too. He was a trip. He's fun. Ah, Pun intended. Oh my god, that was so inappropriate. <laughs> my dad was an amputee. He would have loved that joke. <laughs> okay. I have amputee friends too. I can say it. <laughs> I have one amputee friend. I can say it. <laughs> All right. Oh no. This is from Director Encyclop- emails to Amanda. <laughs> This is from Encyclopedia Britannica. Quote. Encyclopedia Brown. Encyclopedia, because it has that weird A-E combo. Mm -hmm. Zoology is a branch of biology that studies the members of the animal kingdom and animal life in general. It includes both the inquiry into individual animals and their constituent parts, even to the molecular level, and the inquiry into animal populations, entire faunas, and the relationships of animals to each other, to plants, and to the non-living environment. Though this wide range of studies results in some isolation of specialties within zoology, the conceptual integration in the contemporary study of living things that has occurred in recent years emphasizes the structural and functional unity of life rather than its diversity. So hmm. basically sure. the the living world, the animal world is just very, very fucking dynamic and diverse and... Uh, this is all to say that zoology, quote unquote, is a very complicated uh, Mm -hmm. discipline. Also, there are two Mm -hmm. squirrels just running around my backyard playing with each other, flicking their tails. Oh, They're super cute. Have you you seen that video of the squirrel trying to get food out of the bird feeder? And the bird feeder is like an anti-squirrel bird feeder, so the bottom thing spins and the squirrel gets like stuck on it while it's spinning and then his back (laughs) legs like cling to it while he's spinning and he's just like whipping around it's really disturbing there's no way that squirrel survived (laughs) oh god (laughs) that's some fucking permanent brain damage Rabia Chaudhry posted it and it is like the thing that has brought me the most joy this week (laughs) <laughs> Watching a squirrel die slowly. Jesus. He didn't die. He looked like a stripper on a pole. It was amazing. Somebody come gator. <laughs> okay. Wow. Okay. Historically speaking, humans have always had a dependent relationship to and philosophical awareness of other animals since our prehistoric hunting days. Throughout domestication... 
domestication, domestication <laughs> of different animals, the development of agriculture, urbanization, and industrialization, we've had to take a systematic and measured view of animal life, not to mention the considerable loss of habitat because of all of these things. Thanks, Obama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> The ancient Greeks began studying animals as they related to the spread of disease previously attributed to demons, obviously. Of so sometimes still attributed to demons by some. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Aristotle apparently had a serious thing for extensively collecting, dissecting, and then thus describing plants and animals. And he's created a sort of hierarchy of them. So Aristotle... Kind of the first zoologist. Kind of a spooky little bitch. Oh, yeah. Mm. Super jealous. And mm-hmm. our good pal Pliny the Elder compiled a 37-volume <laughs> treatise called Historia Naturalis, which contained information about celestial bodies, geography, animals, plants, metals, and stones. So, like, everything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, Even though mm-hmm. I have no plans to, like, contribute to society in any truly tangible way, <laughs> I want to be referred to at some point as, like, Munders the Elder. Yeah. Yeah. That could be your new Dr- Dungeons and Dragons name. I'm here for it. Munders the Elder. You're mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. a warlock already. It's very mm-hmm. true. Just move into the mm-hmm. woods. Ugh, call yourself right. whatever the fuck you want. But yeah, so true. 37 volumes. Keep in mind, this was a long-ass time ago. This was handwritten. Mm-hmm. Handwritten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's too much work. Ugh. I no. cramp up writing a grocery list. Mm-hmm. I'm on quarantine with quite literally nothing else to do, and I can't, I've i tried journaling. I've journaled once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A yeah. single time. You have to save your energy for the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. For drinking. Doing yeah, nothing is absolutely exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these early volumes continued to accumulate considerable uh, folklore, superstition, and moral symbolism through the Middle Ages in Europe, which like isn't surprising to anybody. There was like no such thing as science at this time. Sure. Mm-hmm. But was gradually sifted out by more critical naturalists, not to be confused with naturists. <laughs> yep. Which are well, nudists. Yes. The, the nudes. Also, I wonder if there are any naturist naturalists. I would hope so. Probably. Also, I saw. Blah, blah, blahs, blah, blah. I saw a headline <laughs> today that uh, police in Czechoslovakia are like super enforcing the mask rules. And there are mm-hmm. apparently quite a few nudists in Czechoslovakia and they're like forcing them to wear face masks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I don't care if your dong is out, but fucking right. cover your cover mouth. Cover your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Also, like so yeah. many exposed hey, dog membranes. All you want. <laughs> just cover your fucking mouth. It's just a lot of membranes exposed. I wonder if you farted just openly and you were infected with coronavirus. If like mm. it would be in your fart air. I'm totally I'm down to start. Ass masks. Ask masks. <laughs> Gas mask. Ass masks. Get an ass mask suit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I say we we add Pilco pants to the list of approved PPEs. Here for it. <laughs> All right. Can coronavirus be spread through fart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it can transmit through fecal matter. 
Oh, yeah. Airplane. So you're floating really hard with no barrier. Airborne shit. Ugh, I'm definitely going to get it. Oh, my God. (laughs) From my partner. Yeah. (laughs) I I love that there are numerous articles about this that are all as serious as I want them to be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited about this. Thank you so much. Okay. So these uh, more critical naturalists uh, began to directly compare the texts with observed animal life. So that was like after the Middle Ages. And Mm -hmm. ye old printing press came along in the 15th century, which helped to spread more accurate information. In the 18th century, sweet baby boy Carl Linnaeus, ever heard of him, created a uniform... Yeah, you have <laughs> created a uniform system for naming organisms, aka binomial nomenclature, and classifying mm. them, aka kingdom, phylum, class, order, family, genus, species. Minneapolis, St. Paul. Is this ringing a bell for you at all? Did you go to school? Yes, I went to school, <laughs> the, but it was a, it was a minute ago that I studied zoology in like ninth grade. Oh my so I'm giving <laughs> myself a little bit. Of a break from your sassy comments about not remembering any of these people. <laughs> As though I, I didn't would need this information in my daily life. <laughs> well, I feel sad for your daily life then if you don't discuss binomial nomenclature. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm doing okay. So an example of this, Canis latrans is like the Latin name for a coyote, while Canis lupus is a gray wolf. So the can they're both in the Canis family, like a dog, mm-hmm. but like the the way that they're named with their fur, you know, like their their uh, species name and their phylum name, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck. So this work combined with George Cuvier's comparative anatomy and Georges Louis Leclerc de Buffon's comprehensive works <laughs> on natural history mm-hmm. and our boy Darwin, plus the introduction of the word cell. Because these mm-hmm. I've heard of. I've heard Darwin and I've heard Cell. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all these things mm-hmm. really set the stage for modern biology and zoology. But those were like, there's like a shitload of history behind this, obviously. Mm-hmm. This was, mm-hmm. you know, done by the, it was the work of like a bunch of people throughout history. But those sure. were my favorite people. Mm-hmm. I just read um, The Sixth Extinction Oh my god, we'll get I to can't it. Remember. We will get oh, to so it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Highly recommend. Okay. You can touch back on this in just a few minutes. Um All right. here is an interesting note on what we may be referring to in this episode as zoology. And I kind of talked about it at the top here. Quote, this is, again, from Encyclopedia Britannica. Quote, the emergence of animal biology has had two particular effects on classical zoology. The first of which, and I'm not even going to talk about the second one. So we're going to talk about the first one. <laughs> Somewhat paradoxically. The only of which. The only <laughs> of which I wanted to copy and paste is as <laughs> follows. Somewhat paradoxically, there have been a reduced emphasis. There has been a reduced emphasis on zoology as a distinct subject of scientific study. For example, workers like zoologists, quote unquote, think of themselves as geneticists, ecologists, or physiologists who study animal rather than plant material. They often choose a problem congenial to their intellectual tastes regarding the organism used as important only to the extent that it provides favorable experimental material. 
Current emphasis is, therefore, slanted toward the solution of general biological problems. Contemporary zoology, thus, is to a great extent the sum total of that work done by biologists pursuing research on animal material. So zoologists as like a profession is kind of misleading, Mm -hmm. at least now. Oh, yeah. My case is not about an actual zoologist at all. No, mine is (laughs) a hobbyist. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say a communist? (laughs) No, a hobbyist. I heard communist. Could be both. My dude is basically just some asshole a couple steps below Joe Exotic. Amazing. (laughs) Just some asshole crimes is basically what this is. Some asshole who owned animals crimes. Right, that you're not supposed to have. Yeah, Uh, same. I just remembered there is an episode of This American Life that I have listened to twice in the last, like, couple of months because Mm -hmm. there's one segment in it that is so fucking funny it's basically about this researcher, scientist, zoologist who is studying um, wolf spiders. <gasps> and no he thanks. and he goes he he like discovers that there's just so little research on insects and so much fucking research that uh, has been published on mm-hmm. birds. So he's like sort of talking about this like insects versus birds a researcher like conflict and he gives this whole speech at a at a like a zoology conference about this discrepancy and he like makes actual enemies about it but <laughs> don't fuck with birders oh no. real the they're ep- insane the episode is called get a spine and i think it was published <laughs> like last year but if you are into this american life and you want to listen to a really fucking funny segment you should look it up I when I eventually oh sorry go ahead have you heard I think it's a this American Life episode about the guy who like studied all different kinds of animals and like the way he studied them was by trying to live like them yes he lives like a mole yeah and (laughs) like a beaver with his son in the woods for like three weeks (laughs) and they tried to just like yeah it's amazing talk about having a weird dad Yeah. yeah talk about a good project for kids in quarantine uh, for real. Okay, you're a mole. Uh, when, live like a mole. <laughs> when Bill and I eventually do move to Philly, which of course now thanks to COVID has been pushed back, but I want us to each have like our thing in Philadelphia and I want him to become the Philly Falconer <gasps> and just be like a yes. weird bird guy that wanders around and has like a falcon that lands on his shoulder. He is My cousin has taken falconry creepy? classes. Oh my God. Wouldn't it be so good? I need to talk to your cousin. Mm-hmm. Didn't he have to do that for a role, though? He, like, plays a Viking in most of his roles. Yeah, he he always plays, like, because he can do, like, archery and, like, p- horse stunts and stuff. So he he does a lot of, like, He's Game of thrones type of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it was for work, but, yeah. He He's, like, long it. hair and, like, dreamy eyes and can, like, handle falcons. Yeah. Yeah, chill out about my cousin, but, yes, that is <laughs> correct. I can say he has dreamy eyes. Lucy is super thirsty for your cousin all of a sudden. Bedroom eyes. Okay. Okay. I can only picture your cousin being like 12 years old. Yeah, I can only picture mm-hmm. him at 12. So no, I'm not thirsting after your cousin. Uh, you seem really thirsty you for the 12 You can objectively say that somebody has, dream- has bedroom <laughs> eyes. That's an objective statement. Is it? Yes. He's an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. 
All right. Moving, Moving on. on. Lucy wants to bang your cousin. I don't. <laughs> this is also the second episode in a row we've talked about fucking your cousin. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember the last time. So the regular. last time we were talking about you being thirsty for your cousin. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> How am I the only one who has not yet been accused of being thirsty for Kenyon's oh, cousin? Literally. That's gross. <laughs> all right, move on. <laughs> okay. So all of that said, not about Kenyon's cousin, but about zoology. Kenyon's cousin daddy. It's still important. It's still important <laughs> to recognize the many disciplines involved in animal biology biology or zoology, including anatomy or morphology, biochemistry and molecular biology, cell biology, developmental studies or embryology, ecology, ethology, evolution, genetics, physiology, and systematics or taxonomy. Somebody call Allie Ward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kenyon, wow. here's your moment. Did you know scientists think that we're currently undergoing a sixth great planetary extinction called the Holocene extinction, extinction or the extinction of the human era. But as we all know, mm-hmm. climate change is fake news, so nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Despite this, zoology is becoming more important than ever to study the ways in which we can manage wildlife's adaptations and possibly link their survival to our own hashtag not me us. Mm-hmm. And everybody should go read The Sixth Extinction. It's really, really good. Is it depressing, though? <sighs> yes, but it's extremely <laughs> well written and it's very accessible and easy to read. So it's I like thought the it bell was jar. like maybe going to be dry. It's a nonfiction <laughs> bell jar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's really well done. And I learned a lot from it. And um, like one of the one of my takeaways from the early part of the book was that and you don't, you just don't really think about it, but it was, wasn't until very recently that we even knew that extinction was possible mm-hmm. or like had existed, like that we even figured out that species of animals had previously existed that no longer exist and species that exist currently won't always exist. Like that's like a very relatively new set of concepts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting. So yes, depressing or no? <laughs> yeah, but not overly so. Okay. Informative. Yeah. So yeah. adequately yeah. depressing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Realistic. Okay. Yeah. If, if you want to be a zoologist, a zoologist in Minnesota makes an average salary of $54,830. And zoologists Ooh. typically earn degrees in zoology. <laughs> no, you don't say. <laughs> or wildlife biology, ecology, or general biology. And here is a list of subdisciplines. Uh, so we have zoography, also known as descriptive zoology, and that's the applied science of describing animals and their habitats. Uh, you have comparative anatomy studies, which is or comparative anatomy, which studies the structure of animals. We have animal physiology, behavioral ecology. Um, ethology, which I mentioned previously, studies animal behavior. There are distinctions between invertebrate zoology, which is basically what that guy in This American Life was railing against. Bugs versus birds. It was invertebrates versus vertebrates, specifically birds. He just Mm -hmm. rails against the bird people. I fucking love it. (laughs) Um, So invertebrate and vertebrate zoology. And there's also soil zoology. And the various taxonomically oriented disciplines, such as mammology, biological anthropology, herpetology, ornithology, 
ichiology and entomology. Uh, these identify and classify species and study the structures and mechanisms specific to those groups. And I found a list that talks about this a little bit further, and I just had a really nice time reading it. So I'm going to end on <laughs> a lovely note. Yay, okay. This is from um, environmentalscience.org.gov.edu. <laughs> Cetologists, cetologists study marine mammals such as whales, dolphins, and seals. Entomologists specialize in insects such as ants and spiders. Herpetologists work with reptiles and amphibians such as alligators, salamanders, and frogs. <laughs> Apparently, like, most of the world's frogs are dying. Like, it's, like, worse than the bees. What? Really? Frogs? Yeah. yeah. Did you read it in that book? Yeah, real bad. Did you bad. read it in that Onion article? <laughs> Uh, itch, itch, ichthyologists. Ich. What? Ichthyologists. That's what I just said on my fourth try. <laughs> yeah. Ichthyologists focus on wild fish, such as rainbow trout and the mm. least chub. <laughs> 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 that, that island in Ohio, the least chub. I catch chubs in Animal Crossing all the time. <laughs> the what? least chub. Mm-hmm. That's really cute. I love it. Whoever new got Twitter to come bio. up with names for new animals really nailed it on that one. Least chub. Aw. Mammologists study mammals such as deer, wolves, chimpanzees, and giraffes. Parasitologists research the parasites that plague other wildlife such as ticks and how they affect their host species. Ornithologists mm. study birds such as the endangered California condor. So good. Ethologists specialize in animal behavior, and paleozoologists study fossil remains to investigate the evolutionary history of animals. I just like that list of like very specific animals, like a least, that's very the cool. least chub, least <laughs> chub. Love it. So yeah, that's very. Not this is not a lot of psych, but that's a very extensive background. I think. Nicely done. Very well done. Yeah. Thank you. So many ologists. Mm-hmm. I'm the most chub. Go listen chub. to ologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be the most chub after this quarantine. <laughs> well, when Lucy thinks about your cousin, she gets the most chub. That's really okay. gross. I'm honestly Let's not hear attracted a quick to your word. cousin. From our sponsors. The lady doth protest too much. Yeah, I don't want you to fuck my cousin. Sponsors. So I just cleaned out my shower the other day and Mm -hmm. so many bottles. Just so many bottles. I Mm -hmm. just, I need to figure out a way to consolidate my hair regimen because I don't have a lot of hair, but it's fine. (laughs) It's fine, so I need, like, something to, you know, fix that. It gets greasy mm-hmm. really fast, so I need, like, an actual, like, a cleansing shampoo. It gets super tangly. Mm-hmm. And so I need different products for all of these things, or at least I used to, until I discovered Hair Story, because Hair Story's new wash is mm-hmm. a proprietary blend of essential oils and naturally-derived saturated cleansers in this beautiful combination that combines a shampoo, a conditioner, a detangler, and like a repair serum situation in one product. All all in one. All in one. It's incredible. 
I'm not usually a fan of all-in-one products, but Hair Story is awesome. And they're also an eco-friendly brand. Uh, and like Lucy said, they're best known for their Hero product, New Wash, which is what we've all tried. Um, it is a revolutionary hair care product that replaces damaging shampoo. Because I did not know this. Did you know this? Shampoo is actually the worst thing that you can use on your hair because it strips the hair of the natural oils that we need. And then conditioner just like repairs the damage that shampoo causes. It's a vicious cycle. Right. That's great. Um, yeah. It's a <laughs> trap. Um, so enter New Wash, which is a detergent-free hair cleanser that lifts dirt and impurities cleaning the hair but leaving behind your natural oils and the ingredients found within new wash also further condition the hair and like Lucy said that's a proprietary blend of essential oils and naturally derived saturated cleansers fancy so mm -hmm. there's no need for conditioner on top my husband has um kind of naturally curly hair and he doesn't like to shampoo his hair very often but uh, it was getting kind of gross, so I made still him. still need to clean it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was getting to a point. And so mm -hmm. I had him try uh, the new wash, and he is obsessed. He's, he loves it. Um, new wash comes in three variants for different hair types, and you can take the quiz online at hairstory.com to discover which is best for you. Hair Story also offers some great styling products, such as the Surf Spray without any salt. So you don't get that like crispy '90s thing I that other salt the sprays surf do. Spray. I love the Surf yes. Spray because my hair is naturally wavy, so like it kind of wants to go that direction, but it just never really pulls it off by itself. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, my mom loves it too. I, I mean, I love it, and I gave my mom some, and she's she's really into it. Um, Hair Story also boasts many eco uh, credentials, so it is 100% biodegradable. It is also available via subscription to cut down on packaging waste. And Hair Story gives 1% of their new wash sales to help with water issues. So they are part of that 1% for the planet. Also some news for 2020. Now New Wash is switching its plastic bottles to more eco-friendly packaging pouches. Yes. And these have 63% less plastic, so even better. It's just one of their many moves towards sustainability. Soon all their packaging will be fully recyclable, fully refillable, so as to minimize that carbon footprint as much as possible. It's oh, amazing. Happy Earth Week, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. So for a limited time offer, you can get 20% off Hair Story's new wash by visiting hairstory.com slash wine crime. Again, that is for a limited time. Get 20% off Hair Story's new wash by visiting hairstory.com forward slash wine crime. Treat your hair. Treat it. As most of you know, I have back issues <laughs> with um, your back with my back um and so i get you know like sore muscles uh just a lot of back problems um and so one of the things that really helps me uh feel less sore and also like sleep easier um is cbd and 
CBD is fantastic, but the best one that I've found is Caliper because it's a better way to consume CBD. Um, you know, all those like droppers with like weird tinctures. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not, not my jam. I do not like the way that tastes. Mm-mm. And that's why I'm super into Caliper. Caliper believes everyone deserves a simpler way to feel better. Unlike CBD oils, Caliper CBD powder is completely tasteless and it mixes easily into any drink or food. Mm-hmm. It's tasteless. You can you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. So like I said, no no weird taste, no oily residue or mouthfeel. That was my biggest turnoff with like a tincture style CBD is mm-hmm. just that... Oh, it's just like kind of greasy in your mouth. Oh, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Caliper has precisely 20 milligrams in each packet of Caliper CBD. So you never need to question how much CBD you're taking again. Whereas like those droppers, you're like, oops, I squeezed it a little too hard. You know what I yeah. mean? Yes, yeah. Yes, totally. I have the hardest time getting to sleep at night. I just lie awake for entirely too long. So... I take a little bit of caliper with like some juice right before I go to bed and it's just like, it just helps me relax so I can get to sleep and I and it helps me stay asleep. Mm. It's awesome. Really nice. So rediscover your best self with a CBD product that is clinically proven to be superior to standard CBD oils. Did you know, which you probably did, your body is mostly water? Maybe not Kenyans because, you know. <laughs> Hydration is an issue for you sometimes. (laughs) I've gotten so much better. You have. You really have. I'm proud of you. But for a typical human, mostly water, oil and water do not mix. CBD oil is no different. It is clinically proven that you absorb 450% more CBD with caliper CBD powder compared to tinctures. 450%. That's amazing. It's like you're hardly getting any with those regular droppers compared to this. And Caliper gives you all the benefits of CBD in just 15 minutes, and that is about twice as fast as CBD oil. So if you you know what you want, you want it quick, go with Caliper. Yeah. Caliper CBD comes in affordable 10 and 30 count packs. You can get started for under $20. So to get 20% off your first order when you use promo code WINECRIME, at trycaliper.com slash wine crime. You can try Caliper CBD risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, they will give you a full refund. That is trycaliper.com slash wine crime. And don't forget the promo code wine crime for 20% off your first order. Treat your bod. Treat it. All right. Like I said at the top, my case doesn't directly relate to Joe Exotic, but this person is a contemporary of Joe Exotic's and we will get to it at the very end. And also everyone who has emailed us, Amanda covered Joe Exotic in a drug dive a long time ago. And and we will get to that as well. Oh, awesome. All right, cool. I will definitely talk about that in my case. All right, perfect. Announcements. Terry Thompson was born and raised in Zanesville, Ohio. Zany Zanesville. Zany Zanesville. His family owned a few horses and a small property near the municipal airport. (laughs) Airport Hojo. Airport Hojo. By the airport. (laughs) (laughs) Terry's childhood sounds pretty idyllic. 
It was full of country boy antics, daring friends to eat poison ivy, playing football in high school, chasing <laughs> after pretty girls. Daring friends to eat poison ivy, really? Apparently, and do not try this at home because I cannot vouch for whether or not this is real, but I read in an article about him that he told his friend that if you eat poison ivy, then you'll be sick for a while, but then you'll never get poison ivy again. That like it's like kind of like a vaccine. Wrong. It's <laughs> not that. If at you make all. a tea out of poison ivy. Oh, I cannot imagine. Yeah. I used to get poison ivy so fucking bad every single summer for like seven mm. years straight. Like on That's my face. No one has no one has ever gotten more poison ivy than Lucy. Uh, yeah, ever. that's probably true. I just like to play yeah. in the woods, and I never remembered what it looked like. Well, yeah. yeah, my you sister got and I both got every it every year. We got it like once or twice, and it was gnarly, like between the fingers, between the toes. It's like we both touched it and then just touched every crevice of our own bodies <laughs> for no reason. It's super like spreadable. Like I said, yeah. it was all over my face, like on my mm. scalp. I had poison ivy when Zach proposed. What? Wow. It was, we were in New it, York City. It was, it was his fault. He had been volunteering in a community garden Ugh. and Jesus had gotten Christ. poison ivy. And I was like, you have poison ivy. And he was like, no, I don't. And I was like, are your gardening tools in the car? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, all right, can you clean them and clean the car? And he was like, yeah. You were like, I grew not. up with Lucy. I know what poison I <laughs> <was dying>. Yeah. <laughs> and so then I got poison. Yeah. So then I got poison ivy from being in the car because I didn't go near the garden. And my aunt was visiting and she also got poison ivy. And then that was the weekend that he proposed. So I just Shit had like poison like ivy all over. It was horrible. That boy needs some lava anyway. soap. That's one of the only things that can mm -hmm. cut that oil once you've touched it. Lava mm -hmm. soap. It was all over. It was like on the seat belts. Ugh. No. Yeah. Did you get poison ivy on your tits? No, I didn't have it. It wasn't so, so bad. Like I didn't get it on my face somehow. It was mostly on my hands. That still sucks. Still. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's my case. Okay. Yep. I'm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the I was waiting. <laughs> okay. A blue-eyed Eagle Scout, Terry was an unlikely rebel, but after getting drafted and serving a tour of duty as a gunner in Vietnam, uh, he was kind of irrevocably changed, and so he had previously been, like, fun-loving and pretty easygoing and pretty chill, and then after serving in Vietnam, he developed, like, a really acute taste for danger and excitement, Ooh. and he became, like, a big thrill-seeker. No, thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, never a so, good which idea. Is actually, it's actually a very common sort of PTSD response mm -hmm. uh, for folks that have been that have served in the military, and sometimes it's kind of temporary, and sometimes it just lasts. And for Terry, it just kind of lastingly changed his personality. So he started riding motorcycles and playing with other high-speed toys. He drove a 1964 Mustang. He had, like, speedboats and even airplanes. Um, and this was kind of a weird note. Terry earned his pilot's license super young, 
before he'd even gotten his driver's license. Interesting. How is that admissible? <laughs> I, do, I do not know. Weird. Um, and in high school, he used to, well, I don't know if he was in high school, but he, he was either in high school or very recently out of high school. He used to repeatedly buzz his plane over a girl's house that he had a crush on to the okay. annoyance of her father. No, thank you. Show off. <laughs> Sir, showed off. <laughs> Although I would pretty much go out with any boy who could do a magic trick in high school. So right. maybe so that was her thing. So someone could fly a plane would have lost yeah, our if minds. A, yeah, if a boy f- flew a plane over your house and pissed off your dad over and over again when you mm. were in high school, mm. you would have totally banged him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. undoubtedly. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. There was also a rumor that Terry had flown his plane underneath the historic Y Bridge in downtown Zanesville, which it's like a low bridge. There's a photo on the drive. Hmm. So this was obviously a very daring and dangerous. Yeah, no, thank you. Are you in are you that are you kidding me? No. Uh Uh-huh. I wouldn't want to take a boat under that. Uh No. I'd hold my breath to swim under that. Yeah. Uh huh. So Terry, this was a rumor. Terry never confirmed nor denied it. So it definitely happened. And he didn't want to get in trouble. Guns were another big passion of his, and he possessed a great variety of them and never missed an opportunity to opine on them. Oh, good. Maybe I wouldn't bang him. <laughs> yeah. Still, Terry was also happily married to Marion Sharp, who was an elite equestrian as a girl. Uh, They'd met at a horse show because his family also owned horses. Was she the girl with a pissed off father? No, different girl. Um, She came from a wealthy family and he was like, not from the wrong side of the tracks, but was like kind of a country, not well off family. Mm -hmm. But it was love. Quote, they were crazy about each other. You didn't see one without the other. Oh, mm. how cute. So after the war and after getting married, Terry uh, took his first job selling cars. And then later he opened a Harley Davidson shop called Tease World. <laughs> and uh, oh, he like ran the, the letter Harley. T or like I'm yeah. going to tease yeah. you. No, Tease no, World it wasn't, sounds like it a wasn't sex an adult shop. It really <laughs> sounds like for a sex truckers. Shop. Yeah, or like a Come strip club. Come on down club. to Tease World, brothers. Ew. <laughs> tease Emporium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the word Emporium of Harley Davidson dildos. <laughs> the word emporium is a surefire yeah. red flag that you do not yeah. want to be wherever right? you are. Yeah. Yes, I'm so glad so your true. case also has has like a weird <laughs> shop because mine definitely has a weird shop. An emporium? Basically an emporium. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to get to that part of my case. <laughs> It's like the best part. Is it a least chub uh, emporium? Basically. <laughs> also sounds like a sex shop. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So he runs the Harley store for, for two decades. And then in 1997, things took 
a turn. As they always do in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, I actually had a great year that year, personally. Just yeah. Shoot Me aired for the first time on NBC. <laughs> Kenyon is on a massive rewatch of Just, Just Shoot, shoot Me. me. <laughs> yeah, I think you found your Frasier. What a fucking random yes. sitcom. Such a golden binge. era of television. I Oh, I loved that show. I also loved was, News Radio, yeah. which is, does oh, not yes. hold up nearly as well. No, News Radio is yeah, not. Yeah. That fucking great. Joe Rogan and what's his face? Yeah. Andy Dick. Mm-hmm. Andy Douche. Yeah. Yeah. The worst. I mean, Just Shoot Me doesn't hold up either, but it's kind of funny, but it's really inappropriate and not PC mm. and problematic. Lots Moving of denim. On. Okay. That's what I think, of when I think of Just Shoot Me. It's just denim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 1997, Terry and Marion, who was a former sixth grade teacher, attended an exotic animal auction where Terry, quote, bought an ailing baby lion for Mrs. Thompson as a birthday present. That's fucked up. The couple already owned a 76-acre farm located just outside the city limits, and they soon garnered a reputation as folks who had taken animals no one else wanted— or more precisely, animals that no one else could handle because mm. they had the space. So they started to collect, they began collecting a bizarre menagerie of exotic animals, including 17 lions. Lions, <laughs> lions, lions, and lions. more lions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 18 tigers, including Bengal and white tigers. Oof. Eight bears, black and grizzly, possibly brown as well. I'm not sure. At least one leopard (laughs) and numerous cougars, gray wolves, baboons, macaques, buffalo, as well as more commonplace animals like horses. Are grizzly bears and brown bears the same thing? Let's Google it. I don't think so. I don't think think brown bears are smaller. Brown bears. I think grizzly bears are quite large. Yeah, grizzlies are massive. Okay. Oh, okay. The differences between grizzly, brown, and Kodiak bears. In North America, brown bears are generally considered to be those of the species that have access to coastal food sources, while grizzly bears are essentially brown bears that live further inland and typically don't have access to marine-derived food. Interesting. So yeah, they're basically the same Hmm. thing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Terry and Marion uh, took to sleeping with many of the big cat cubs at night in bed with them <gasps> until they got too big to do so. Oh, jeez. I know that this is wrong to do, but that's like I know. my fantasy. I know. They're really cute. It's so wrong, but they are so cute. <laughs> um, he also took to driving around town in his convertible with a big cat in the passenger seat. Also a fantasy of mine. Excellent. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. bad. So bad. But the exotic animal farm was not without its incidents. You think? You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) One caretaker. Ripped clear off and returned to work six days later. One caretaker named Saf. (laughs) I'll never financially recover from this. (laughs) Survived to be horrifically misgendered through an entire popular fucking documentary. Yeah, that was great. Are they really pissed about that? I haven't seen anything directly. They're pissed about that. He's- I've seen some articles saying that 
that they are, and I believe they use he, him pronouns, and that they just refuse to during the filming of the documentary, they being like the crew and filmmakers. Mm. Well, I also stupid. I did notice upon rewatching certain scenes that their uh, co-workers were referring to them as she. Mm -hmm. So I'm not defending the misgendering. I think they could have avoided this it, it entirely, mm-hmm. but they were being misgendered by people who they worked with as well. So it right. was just it's very confusing. Wrong. It's all wrong. <laughs> just like, Mm. riding around with tigers and sugar Mm -hmm. gliders. Saf for life. Moving on. Yeah. Authorities were called out to T's world uh, several (laughs) times over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Terry was once disgusting. It's very gross. Terry was once charged with animal cruelty following the death of a buffalo on the property. And there were other complaints that caused various state agencies, including the Department of Agriculture and the Humane Society, and even also the Columbus Zoo, to investigate how the animals were being maintained. But as far as I could tell, they would, like, investigate repeatedly and then conclude that it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like, he didn't, he didn't, you know, get in really serious trouble for any animal crimes. Yeah. The Thompson's hobby also gravely concerned many of their neighbors who could hear the roar of lions and howl of wolves at night. Can you imagine? I would like that. Yeah, you would. You're crazy. Mm. Although... You wouldn't want your cats to get out. No, I'd be terrified because Callie loves to wander. Yeah, no, I wouldn't want my cats to get out. Also, there was... A zoo called Cricket Hollow Zoo. I actually think it's still operating in Northeast Iowa that I went to with my cousin Emily. And it, we thought it would just be like a funny, like, a oh, there's a zoo, there's a zoo in this random town, you know, a half hour away. Mm. It was really depressing. Mm, it yeah. was fucking filthy. The animals are kept right in, in small-ish relatively small cages right the fuck next to each other. So mm-hmm. it'd be like a bear and a mm-hmm. tiger right, like sharing a mesh wall. Not cool. Psychologically, mm-hmm. I just can't imagine. No, I can't. Ugh. With the exception of like a few multi-million dollar professionally run like state zoos, mm-hmm. world-class zoos, all zoos should be banned. Like mm-hmm. they are just... The vast majority of them are just not yeah, okay. The requirement the to become a zoo so should awful. basically be like the Minnesota fucking zoo, which is like a wildlife center. Yeah. If, yeah, exactly. if your mission isn't like conservation and education and animal welfare, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be Bye. operating. Yeah. So some of the some of the incidents that worried neighbors. A little girl was once chased down a nearby road by a bear. Okay, as someone who as a little girl got chased down a nearby road by a goose, I cannot (laughs) even imagine. And I fell and got a rock stuck in my knee and my sister and my cousins were several yards away and they laughed at me as I limped home (laughs) bleeding. Geese are terrifying. Geese are really scary. I would prefer Mm -hmm. a bear, honestly, Honestly, over a goose. same. Yeah. (laughs) Or like a turkey. Have you ever fucking been chased by a turkey? Yeah, yeah, they're all over Minneapolis. When I walk the dog, they're out there, like on the street. Yeah, 
in the city. They're Ick. everywhere. We have thousands of mm-hmm. fucking turkeys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exterminate them they all. They chase cars. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. They're thriving under the quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Animal conservation does not apply to wild COVID- turkeys. Not city COVID-19 turkeys. COVID-19 is terrifying. a wild turkey conspiracy. <laughs> yeah, it is. We've gone, in on it. we've gone from Chinese conspiracy to democratic conspiracy to wild turkey conspiracy. To wild turkey conspiracy. conspiracy. They just want the their city, city back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're being Minneapolis. Oh, my God. Okay. okay. So it could never be proven that this bear that chased the girl belonged to the Thompsons. So it, like they, it could they probably pretty likely. Well, it could have. There were some bears in the wild. Like it's not inconceivable that it could have been a wild bear. It just wasn't a wild bear. But it could never be proven. <laughs> he didn't flash his badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, and a neighbor who kept horses, uh, and his thinking being that a horse would sense any danger coming from the farm before a human would. It's like literally part of why he kept horses was that they could act as an early warning system. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I like this theory, sh- though. I have a feeling it's not going to hold up. Was he just camped <laughs> well, out in the barn watching his horses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he patted himself on the back for his foresight because in the early evening of October 18th, 2011, he was out riding on his horse, Red, when the horse began acting skittish. Like Uh-oh. all horses are named Red. What? It's a lot so of horses the, named Red. Okay. The neighbor, Sam Kopchak, uh, Kopchak. looked around. I was just going to Co- say Sam, Sam Kopchak. <laughs> looked around and noticed a black bear. Then he looked in the other direction and spotted a fully grown male lion <laughs> eyeing the pair of them. Yeah, that's through- not natural. <laughs> through just normal a- neighborhood critters. <laughs> Scram. Shoot. <laughs> Scat. Scat. <laughs> through just a flimsy wire fence. Nope. So this nope. this this fence was just for the horses and just to demarcate the property line. It was not designed for the the cats. <laughs> and the lion could have easily gotten past it, like knocked it down and just gotten through it. Mm-hmm. So the the cats on the Thompson property had specially designed enclosures. But clearly this lion had escaped. (laughs) And this bear also had escaped. Yeah, it seems like a lot of large animals are slipping through the cracks. (laughs) Yeah. So the neighbor, Sam Kochek, safely rode back to his barn. So he, like, was calm and didn't... He, like, got the horse to go slowly but surely away Mm -hmm. from the area so that the lion wouldn't, like instinctually chase Run. it. Run, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. That, nope. That red's a good horse because mm-hmm. how he kept mm-hmm. that horse from panicking mm-hmm. from it's two natural predator. Well, I suppose a lion wouldn't really be a natural predator for a horse, but. I think a horse can tell, though. I think the horse knew what was up. The bear, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, safely rode back to the barn, got inside the barn, locked the barn door. He then called to warn both his elderly mother, Dorothy, or Dolly, who oh. was um, 
at home just a few hundred yards away, like inside the house on the property. And then he also called the sheriff. They also called the Thompsons multiple times to be like, hey. Could you not? (laughs) Do you mind? (laughs) The dog park is not for lions. (laughs) (laughs) This is the third exotic animal this week that we've had out here. Your music's too loud and your lion and your bear have escaped. (laughs) Yeah, and I have some pieces of mail for you that got misdelivered. (laughs) It's 12.30 Um, p.m. Do you know where your lions are? <laughs> no, how if about the your bear? Is no. <laughs> Latchkey lions. <laughs> okay. But the Thompsons never picked up the phone. Oh, not I'm lo- sure. <laughs> not long after, the sheriff's deputy arrived at the Kopchak's house, and as the 84-year-old Dolly opened the door, a gray wolf came out of nowhere and charged <laughs> the deputy. A canis Holy lupus. shit. Yeah, a canis lupus. A canis, <laughs> oh, oh shit is. It's like a loose canis uh, lupus. <laughs> <laughs> he managed to shoot it dead with his rifle before it reached him, thank goodness. Oh. And, and then, still stunned, Dolly and the deputy looked around to notice, to their shock and horror... Two black bears, two lions, and most disturbingly, one tiger lurking not far away. This Were is there even any enclosures at this zoo? <laughs> this is a scene from Jumanji. The <laughs> entire zoo is it, just roaming the neighborhood. It's an actual frame, frame by frame scene mm-hmm. from Jumanji. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there are varying accounts of, of how this all went down, but this was the most sensational telling, so that's why I chose it. Some other- Obviously, it's the right <laughs> one. Yeah. yeah. I'm questioning nothing. Oh, right. no, this is fact. So clearly something was seriously amiss. Yeah. Put <laughs> the board game away. <laughs> yeah. Roll a 12 for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity depends on it. Also, like 2020, roll a 12 for the love of God. Yeah, yeah, for the really. love of God. <laughs> Fucking please. Someone pulled out a cursed board game somewhere in the world. Yes. yes. And I'm looking for you. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. We need like an epidemiology version of. Uh, Jumanji. We really do. Or do we? Because we're living it. But anyway, okay. The sheriff's deputy alerted up his chain of command and the sheriff gave the order to kill any animals found escaped from their enclosures on site. Part of the reasoning here was that a children's soccer game was being held less than a mile away and there were concerns (laughs) that the predators would be drawn to the area. Yeah. Oh, okay. no. Oh, no. And, what a buffet. Yeah. <laughs> and also, um, you know, they, I don't, the, sh- the local sheriff is not prepared or trained to kill like dozens of wild no. predators. <laughs> no. You have to like call a SWAT team. Small yeah, so they did. Ohio sheriff can't handle it. <laughs> yeah. So um people who are like, well, why didn't they just tranquilize them? It's because they didn't have tranquilizer darts in the sure. appropriate 
amounts on hand. Yeah, it's kind of an emergency. Yeah, and also, like, the nearest zoo was, I forget how far away, but, like, you know, they, they called in experts, but in right. the interim, shoot to kill. So a special response team was sent in to investigate, including the Columbus Zoo's capture and recovery teams, and I think... I think the zoo is like 40 miles away, so it took them a while to get there. And this team literally hunted down the dangerous animals that were on the loose. Woof. And killed them? We will get to it, but yes. They worked for the next seven hours through the rain and in the dark until roughly midnight. Jesus. No, that is terrifying. Did that they even know really like, scary. how many were out there? Did they have like a spreadsheet? Nope. <laughs> A sure zoo didn't. map of the town <laughs> that is now an entire zoo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. A police sergeant who arrived to the Kopchak property soon after the, the sheriff's deputy was charged by a black bear. Casual. And the, sar- the sergeant, after struggling to get at his rifle, because they don't usually need to use their rifles. Mm-hmm. You know, like they have like like a handgun on their belt or whatever. So the rifle's the probably like in his trunk or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, black bears aren't usually, like, offensive like that. Well, who knows when they've been raised in captivity. Right. What, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to behave differently than than a wild bear. Right. So after struggling to get his rifle and not being able to get his rifle, the sergeant managed, very improbably and very luckily, to stop the 350-pound animal in its tracks with just a single shot of his Glock handgun. Oh, oh, my God. Right between the eyes. Seriously, like, it it got, it, like, it must have gotten the brain because nothing, a shot anywhere else would have just, like, annoyed Pissed it. Pissed it off. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. slowed it down. Yeah. Wow. So investigators, already somewhat familiar with Terry Thompson's farm, were grimly unsurprised, given the circumstances, when they arrived on the property and found a mauled human body with big cat bite marks near one of the enclosures. Oh, shit. <laughs> As the sheriff would later say, quote, Terry was kind of cocky when he would go in and open the pens up in front of you and feed the animals. I just mm. thought that at some point that one of the animals would maul him or kill him kind of by accident. Mm-hmm. He also Which, had zero training for keeping these animals. Oh, yeah, none. None. <laughs> Fucking Great. Moron. He just went and bought a lion one day, and it yeah. went from there. It snowballed from there. Much more surprising, however, was the other evidence that they found at the scene. Uh-oh. Near the body lay a pair of bolt cutters, as well as bits of chicken, like, to feed the animals, like, pieces of raw chicken Mm -hmm. scattered about. And just a few feet from the body, which had clearly been dragged by a cat through the dirt, lay a Ruger three fifty seven revolver. Oh, shit. That wasn't a wild cat. Mm Mm-hmm. Closer examination of the body, which was clearly that of 62-year-old Terry Thompson revealed that it hadn't only been mauled, including the genitals being eaten off Ooh. as oh, yeah. a light snack. They like that soft tissue. Mm-hmm. It'll be your nose oh, and your nuts. My Nice God. little fatty piece. Mm-hmm. But there was also a bullet wound in the head through the mouth and gunshot residue <gasps> on Terry's hand, so Ooh. it had been a suicide. Mm. 
What a way to go out. This is so dramatic. Ooh. Mm-hmm. This was difficult evidence to obtain, however, as the corpse was guarded for several hours by a large white tiger. Oh. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. It's like Lucy with her French fries. I love. Thousand That tiger percent. was not sharing. I'll share if you ask politely and if I get to choose which fry you get. Correct. It's, it's not worth it. Okay. Initially, <laughs> they chose... <laughs> <laughs> if there's one thing I've learned in the yeah. 25 years of Just being get your friend, own fries. <laughs> it's the fry thing and also what poison ivy looks like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've really blessed you with a font of, a lot of takeaways. knowledge. <laughs> yeah. So initially they tried to simply tranquilize this particular tiger with the help of a zoo worker, but the tiger reacted aggressively and they ended up having to shoot it dead as well. Mm. Oh, a white tiger. That's sad. Mm. In all, Terry Thompson had released dozens, so around 50 dangerous exotic animals that day. Oh, where was this intentionally before taking Mm -hmm. their own life? Mm hmm. Where was his wife in all this? Not only opening the doors of the enclosures, but more problematically, using the bolt cutters to compromise many of the cages. Right. Knowing that they'd get out. Which severely complicated the rescue efforts because they couldn't even just get corral them inside and close the door. Yeah, put them back. Yeah. The vast majority of the animals could only be contained by killing them. Indeed, only six survived, either because they hadn't been freed for whatever reason or the authorities were able to contain them without killing them. Oh, my word. Um, These were all initially sent to the Columbus Zoo, although his wife, Marion, later reclaimed them. These people should not have had a license to have these animals. Shouldn't mm-hmm. be allowed to get them back after all of this. Mm-hmm. From what I recall from my conversation with the taxidermist, that was what a spooky little bitch episode a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like relatively recently, like the last decade or so, that they've really tightened up the loopholes about owning exotic pets. And even wow. now, as we can see from Joe Exotic. Mm-hmm. There's still, it's really easy to get them. But back then, before 10 or so years ago, it was like Even crazy easier. Like easy. going to a pet store. Yeah. Well, it was super easy. Also, they weren't running it as an attraction mm-hmm. for the public. So they didn't have to deal with specialty insurance. Mm-hmm. They didn't have to. Or like exhibitors licensing. Yeah, they didn't have a staff. They didn't have. um, These were just their pets. Their IRS wasn't looking at them. Yeah, exactly. They could just do whatever they wanted. Fuck. It's so weird. One macaque went unaccounted for that day. It is believed that it was probably eaten by one of the carnivores. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was never seen again. So they don't think that it was just. It's a macaque, Loose, a parrot, or a monkey? It's a monkey. It's a monkey, yeah. Okay. What am I yeah. thinking of a parrot? A macaw? macaw. Yeah. It's yeah. essentially the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Just like a lamb and a rabbit are the same thing. <laughs> I think macaques <laughs> have really sharp teeth. <laughs> 
What? A macaque? I think, yeah, it's a primate. I think they have super sharp teeth. Are they the tiny little cute monkeys with the little darting eyes? I'm Googling it, if only to look at pictures. They're described as gregarious. Are they dangerous? Mm. Ooh, they carry herpes B. Uh, who doesn't? Oh, yeah. And moms have, like, <laughs> those super long nipples. Yeah. yeah. Their their nipples are anyway redonkulous. Alarming. If you imagine, like, a temple in Southeast Asia, it's the monkeys that are guarding those temples. Mm. Yeah. They can, they can bite and they can spread disease, basically. Okay. I mean, same. <laughs> All right. Uh, Amazingly, no humans besides Terry were hurt that day. Wow. Amazingly. Yeah, Yeah. that's a miracle. So why? How? Why? (laughs) More importantly, why? Lion. (laughs) Terry had recently done a brief stint in prison on federal weapons charges at this time and was reportedly, quote, overwhelmed by the rundown condition of the farm upon his release from prison. And I read that there were, like, bags of garbage and feces that were, like, piling up and, like... Ooh, nasty. It just... I mean, it's a lot of animals that require a lot of work to maintain. Yeah. A shitload of food and a shitload of shit. I have three pets. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. I could not, and they Three are so easy to care for. And a boyfriend. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who's very hairy. Four pets. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he is. He does have a lot of hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he eats a lot and shits a lot. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. we both do. <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> So at the time of this case, Terry had only been out of prison for about three weeks. And indeed, he still bore an electronic monitoring device, which I'm assuming is an ankle bracelet. And I'm assuming mm-hmm. he wasn't allowed to like leave the property or his movement was, was very restricted while on parole. Yeah, usually on parole, it's like you can go to like essential. It's basically like the COVID lockdown. You can go right. to work and essential businesses like the grocery store. Right. Only we're not even allowed to wear bracelets. Yeah. (laughs) So it would have made it harder for him to get the the farm or the zoo, whatever you want to call it, like back in a different condition, Mm -hmm. considering his like limited means and transport. There were also significant financial worries. So Terry and Marion owned back taxes on the property and the county had recently filed a foreclosure notice. Oh, geez. So basically, things were kind of closing in. Mm-hmm. Marion had also been living elsewhere for the past several months while he was in prison. Um, but she'd hired a caretaker for the animals, and she would check in on the property a couple times a week. But a single person cannot take care of 50 no. of these animals. Absolutely no. not. You could barely take care of one. Yeah, I can't of imagine these kinds of animals. Yeah, that's like neglect. Also, you fi- yeah. you're right. physically incapable of caring for that many animals, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but that's all they could afford was like one caretaker, and then she was not about it. Like I don't think she had done much of the caretaking of the animals. She was more about the horses. 
Mm-hmm. I'd be fucking livid if my husband went out and bought 50 big cats and then, and went, then to went to prison. prison for a year. Yes. Yeah. That is no. the worst. You've left mm-hmm. me with all of this shit. Literal mm-hmm. shit. You keep the receipts because mm-hmm. I'm making Pets a return. That will kill me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get, even, I, no, get rid of them. How do you even like, how do you, how do you even transport these animals? If I mean, you're how not, do you like, even period? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the day prior to this case, however, the caretaker had received a letter, some reports say phone call from Terry ab- about Marion's alleged infidelity while Terry was in prison, or at least his like accusations of her infidelity. Mm-hmm. How um, would he know? Also, do you blame her? I was just going to yeah. say. It read ominously, quote, I have a plan to find out and you will know when it happens. Oh, for God's sakes, you drama king. Seriously, mm-hmm. leave me so out dramatic. of hmm Another theory is that Terry knew he was dying or thought he was dying. I didn't read anything about him getting any kind of medical prognosis. So mm-hmm. this is purely speculative, but... Uh, One friend told reporters that Terry had often told him that he would, quote, feed himself to the animals if he knew he was dying. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he was maybe emotionally dying. Right. I think he was in emotional and financial distress, and that can really feel like you're dying. Right. Exactly. That's what I think happened. So Terry Thompson has, perhaps generously, because he is a white man who endangered the lives of everyone around him for his own whimsy, after mm-hmm. all. It's what white guys do. Yeah. His own whimsy and untreated mental health and love of guns. Right. Has been described as, quote, a guy that kind of pushed the envelope. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Liked to live on the edge type of person. Oh, well, yeah. That has, yeah, that's yeah, forgiving. It's been made apparent. Uh, he literally yeah. released Jumanji on an entire town uh-huh. just to fuck with it before taking his own life. After? Uh-huh. Yep. Well, he had to no. have released the animals before he Yeah. Well, they terrorized the town suicide. after. He couldn't even enjoy the chaos. I well, yeah, but what I'm saying is he did yeah, it I get to what you're terrorize saying. the town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's end on the Joe Exotic note. So, Joe, I have not watched this yet because I wanted what? us all to have pure reactions. No, that I've seen the Joe Exotic thing. Oh, okay. And Joe made us a tribute song to Terry. Oh, no. Yes. Okay. And I have not seen this. Okay. Here we go. Prison door. Really dramatic. I'm so shook by how great Joe Exotic's voice is. Right? I know. Yeah. Why break a cage when you got the key? Why break a cage when you got the key? When you got the key? Ooh, that shirt. (laughs) Blame it on Terry. Oh. He's promoting his own, like, other works in this music video. Well, duh, he's a businessman. (laughs) Wow. 
Deputy sold the gun, he claims. He's weaving his conspiracy theories into this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to unpack. (laughs) There's a ton. Look at the clouds. Oh, God. It's actually really well produced. Joey Zotter's music videos are fucking fire. Yeah, they really are. This is like the most tame of all of them. Whoa, too much cutting. Oh, wow. (laughs) More conspiracy theories. Yeah. He is apparently claiming that this was a setup by the cops. I mean. Sure is. The cops shot him in the head. It walks like a setup and it talks like a setup. (laughs) Am I right? Yeah. He wasn't shot in the head. He was shot in the mouth, which I guess is in the head. But yeah. God, it's good. Jesus. This came out also like two years after Thompson's death. Well, yeah. Takes a while to make. It does. Perfection (laughs) takes time, Kenyon. Yeah, hit them high notes. I don't hate the song. Oh, they're shooting him. The cops shot him in the mouth. Oh, there it is. In the head mouth. The head mouth. (laughs) As opposed to the butt mouth. Yep. (laughs) Equally important to the digestive system. Yeah. Oh, did you see those special effects? Yeah. Oh, they're drizzling blood around the body. They're drizzling the chicken parts. Took his blindfold off. There's something wrong in Zanesville. It's very graphic. (laughs) I just want people to know. All right. So that, um, not my favorite Joe Exotic song, but you know, interesting. Yeah. So that's my case. (laughs) Did you hear the gunshot at the very end? (laughs) (laughs) He really knows how to go over the top with the musical Mm -hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. The video production is something to be revered. I mean, there mm-hmm. maybe there is something wrong in Zane's. I think there you is. You can't believe everything you read, in fairness. You really can't. And self-righteous democracy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that rhymed with, but... Hypocrisy. Yeah. Oh, there oh. we go. There it is. All right. Let's I'm hear a, a quick machine. word from our sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bringing comfort to your home right now especially is the ultimate form of self-care. And now more than ever, it is important to take care of yourself and each other Mm. and like especially to get a really good night's sleep. Yes. I don't know about you, but my sleep has been kind of all over the place. Um, And just regularly, you spend about a third of your life in your sheets uh, lately, I've been spending literally 50% of my time in my Two bed. Two-thirds. Easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you want your sheets and your bedding to be insanely comfortable. Uh, so with Brooklinen, you can get new bedding, loungewear, towels, mm. and more. 
and Brooklinen is home of the internet's favorite sheets. They have over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. And starting on April 29th, Brooklinen is having their biggest sale yet. That is their birthday sale. You can oh get everything from bedding to towels to loungewear, which is just wear now. That's just, <laughs> there. there's no other wear. And more at savings that you would not believe. Oh, my cart is already full. As we record, this is prior to April 29th. I'm just waiting. I'm counting down the minutes. Mm-hmm. So like Kenyon said, comfort and security and also like treating your sleep time habits is more important than ever right now. And Brooklinen products help you find the comfort in those little things. So like between your morning routine, your evening routine, having those soft sheets, getting in like a nice robe when you get out of the shower, really uh, plush towels. Yes. They're very important things right now. And especially if you're working from home, as I would say the majority of us are, staying comfortable is also the best way to stay productive. It keeps you motivated. It helps you get that rest that you really do need. And Brooklinen is there for you during every part of your daily routine, especially if your daily routine is mostly in your bed, yeah. <laughs> which mine is personally. Yeah. So if you like softness, comfort, essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to find all the comforts for home. And they are so confident in their product that all of their sheets, comforters, loungewear, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. That is some confidence. Mm-hmm. And as we said, the birthday sale kicks off on April 29th, 2020. You do not want to miss it. Get their biggest savings of the year on sheets, bedding, towels, loungewear, and their newest hammam and linen collections. Yes, yes. please sign me up. And if you can't wait, you can get 10% off your first order and free shipping on all the new sheet right now. <laughs> See what we did there? <laughs> When you use that promo code GALS only at brooklinen.com, that is B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com, Brooklinen, everything you need to live your most comfortable life. Treat your sheet. Treat that sheet. (laughs) You guys have heard me rant and rave before about how much I love the podcast True Crime Bullshit or True Crime BS, as some call it, that are... Not us. Prudes. <laughs> True Crime Bullshit is started by our friend, our pod buddy, Josh Hallmark. He is a podcasting genius, and True Crime Bullshit is his serialized investigative podcast, and it actually, like, earns that name. I'm not going to, like, throw shade, but a lot of podcasts that call themselves investigative are not, but <laughs> his actually is... He has actually, like, executed Freedom of Information Act requests and gotten, like, literal case files for different cases. He's Uh, Sherlock Holmes. He's amazing. The first two seasons of the podcast explored the meticulous and enigmatic serial killer Israel Keys. He's the guy who, like, hid kill kits, like, buried kill kits. And, like, oh, it's, you guys, it's amazing. So fascinating. And now in the third season, uh, True Crime Bullshit is investigating the female serial killer, Kelly Cochran. Uh, she is bone chilling. I didn't know anything about her until this season. I'm obsessed. Just drop everything you're doing. 
Go listen to True Crime Bullshit. You will not regret it. So you may have known this, but I, Lucy, used to do all of the shipping for all of our merch from my living room, and it was a nightmare. (laughs) But we've seen a serious uptick in our merch sales, and that is for two reasons. Number one, we have partnered with All Colors LLC out of Highland Park, New Jersey, and we're working with this glorious queen named Corey, not to be confused mm-hmm. with my husband, Corey. She designs our merch. She helps us identify what's going to sell the best, how much we should order of each thing. And not only that, but they have also taken over our e-commerce management and order fulfillment. And that has seriously improved my entire life. I cannot express how much All Colors has helped our e-commerce They've helped us make more money as a business. They've just helped to keep things organized. I'm obsessed. All Colors is not your average screen printing studio. All Colors is devoted to bringing your unique creative vision to life. So whether it is small or large, local or worldwide, every job is treated as a creative collaboration between friends. Their team of designers is extremely detail-oriented. I can vouch for this. And they will work with you every step of the way to ensure that your order is absolutely perfect. All Colors is a woman-owned company. Love that. They are your one-stop shop for all your custom merchandise and printing needs. It's high quality. If you have touched our spooky little bitch hoodies, you understand Mm. just how high quality they are. And these people can get you, like, literally any item on the planet for marketing. They're amazing. They have saved our butts. So many times they can customize anything you can think of from apparel to wine glasses to beach towels, as you know, from our online store. They can do business cards, banners, stickers. And like I've said, they can help you with your e-commerce management and fulfillment. They can do custom packaging. They make our shipping process, like our, our envelopes and our boxes look super cute as they're going out, like things that I never even thought of. They have Mm -hmm. flexible hours. They are available anytime. I can text Corey at 10 p.m. on a Saturday, and she'll probably respond. Not that I recommend that. We're kind of friends. She's a powerhouse. (laughs) They They also work with artists, designers, podcasts, boutique labels, universities, like you name it. So if you mention wine and crime, when you reach out, you'll get 20% off your first order. So just email customer service at allcolorsllc.com. Attention to Corey, our gal, that's C-O-R-E-Y, to get started. And again, mention wine and crime, you'll get 20% off your first order. Treat your entire e-commerce life. Treat it. So, like we said earlier, obviously we've been inundated with information on Joe Exotic thanks to the Netflix doc Tiger King. Mm -hmm. And we did talk about Joe Exotic in a previous Drunk Dive, which is exclusive to our Patreon. And a revisit and discussion of Tiger King will be had over many, many, (gasps) many drinks on the May Drunk Dive. Yes. <laughs> so, if you are not a patron, I highly recommend joining at any level because literally a dollar a month will get you access to all of the previously uploaded audio content. Mm-hmm. So you can listen to our Joe Exotic Drunk Dive and then hear our hot takes on Tiger King. But yeah. today, I'm going to introduce you to a different exotic animal enthusiast who is also likely off his rocker, but does not have a mullet, two husbands, and a failed presidential campaign. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Three husbands. 
Oh, well, yeah. He had two at once and then mm-hmm. one died by accidental suicide. That was a really bizarre oh, twist. That was so bizarre. We'll, ta- really we'll cover fucked it up. drunk. Yeah, we'll get to it on the drunk dive. Today we are talking about Javin Ferris Stacks. Whoa, what? What a name. Quite a name. Police received a call in August of 2019 in Romulus, Michigan. The anonymous tip came from a concerned member of the community who reported seeing hundreds of animals in and behind an abandoned store in a strip mall in the Michigan town of about 24,000 folks. Mm. Also, heads up, I was very high when I wrote this and I don't remember (laughs) a lot of it. Uh, But I do recall finishing it last night, turning to William and going, oh man, that was good and giving him a high five. So we shall see (laughs) how this turns out. I feel like that's a Javin Ferris Stacks move. It might be. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Stacks on stacks. <laughs> when police arrived on the scene, they did not encounter tigers, but did encounter over 300 hedgehogs, <gasps> six Flemish giant rabbits, three large iguanas, two kangaroos, an Arctic fox, a peacock, a tortoise, and a 16-foot, 200-pound reticulated python, to name a few. No! I don't think you want a python next to giant rabbits. In an abandoned storefront in a Michigan strip mall. (laughs) Where else? Well, everybody everybody knows about my strip mall exotic animal story. Yep. Yep. You literally met Joe Exotic. Probably, yeah. Yeah. So Romulus Lieutenant Labrit Jackson said at the time it looked like, quote, Jumanji 3 inside the building. (laughs) Like nothing he said he'd ever seen before in the city. Though the store in the mall being used was abandoned, the mall itself was not. And Javin Mm. was quickly identified in connection to this animal horde. An arrest warrant was issued, but it took, uh, some reports said months, some said weeks, I think it was more like weeks, for police to actually track Javin down. Basil Shaunia, an employee at the mall working at a liquor store several stores over from the bootleg zoo, (laughs) said in an interview, quote, it's wrong, you should never do that. Hot take, Basil. (laughs) Hot take. (laughs) He also said he didn't see anything off in the abandoned storefront until the day that the cops showed up in large numbers and accompanied by several animal control vehicles. I don't know. One of the kangaroos was a little off, but... I don't... I don't... I didn't know anything... I didn't see anything (laughs) off about this. Uh, Basil went on to say, quote, I can't say anything about him because I didn't know what was going on and what he was doing. Is he supposed to have a license or something? (laughs) Seemed a little jumpy. The kangaroo seemed a little jumpy. (laughs) Sorry, I was late on that one. I don't know. It was just slow and steady over there with those tortoises. I don't know. Just business (laughs) as usual. When the animals were seized in August of 2019, the public was assured that all the animals had been safely rehomed and some released back to their natural habitats. Though suspiciously, the police neglected to provide much additional information about the animals and where they all ended up. This raised some feathers. 
<laughs> I don't remember writing that joke, but I That's literally good. wrote in parentheses, see what I did there, question mark. I see what hi Amanda did there. <laughs> see what hi did there. Oh. That was over my head. Oh, it was. A mile high. According to reports, the Detroit Zoological Society stepped in to assist with the rehoming of the animals and were specifically tasked with taking on Javin's two kangaroos. <laughs> Scott Carter, chief life sciences officer for DZS, said they immediately agreed to take the kangaroos, and when they got to the mall location, they were shocked by what they saw in the abandoned store. Quote, there were hundreds of hedgehogs in there, he said. An- <laughs> animals shouldn't be where you can't ensure their well-being. Yeah. They saw yeah. many... Yeah, oh, it's bad. They saw many, many bins... It's just outrageous somebody could do this. The kangaroos were in the process of being taken to the zoo when care staff realized something was wrong. Five DZS animal care staff, all experienced in the care and transport of kangaroos, assisted with transferring the two kangaroos from the strip mall to the Detroit Zoo, said a statement from the society. Sadly, the female kangaroo died within minutes of our accepting (gasps) her due to a fracture in her neck. Oh my God. Oh no. Mm -hmm. That's bad timing. Since she was constantly observed by us after our arrival and there was no evidence that anything occurred during transport that would have caused her injuries. We believe she was already seriously compromised from her living situation in the strip mall. Oh, that's really yeah. sad. So the poor kangaroo died within 10 minutes of her ride to her new home. It was probably existing injuries combined with mm-hmm. the shock of being mm-hmm. moved. There was right. no way they could yeah. have known that. No, yeah. poor baby. Oh, that's terrible. So while DZS says the damage was done and there was nothing that could have been done to save her, Javin Stacks, officially charged and on trial for several counts of animal cruelty, fired back at the society, claiming that if the animal had remained in his care, she would still be alive today. Now, I mean, it's possible that this kangaroo was injured during transport. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean that he wasn't committing animal cruelty to right. all of in the whole situation. Right. It has you know yeah. There's a lot of neglect and improper housing of these animals. Like if you're finding hundreds of animals in a small store in a fucking strip mall. Yeah. It's just this not is okay. Not the right way to it's house these animals. An emporium. Yep. It's a literal emporium. Oh no. And to answer Basil's question about needing a license, yes, you do. And as it turns out, Javin had one and was legally allowed to exhibit animals for traveling shows and often visited schools to show the critters. Previous clients of his were shocked at the news that he had been charged with animal cruelty, probably because what elementary school wants to, like, swallow the news that they hired an exotic animal hoarder who kept the poor things in shit conditions in an abandoned fucking strip mall? They're like, we just wanted the children to learn about hedgehogs right and reticulated pythons oh god but bruce hoffman owner of a store in roseville michigan is certain that javin is innocent quote quite to the contrary of what the police say i find javin to be a true animal lover hoffman said in all of the interactions I've had with him, the animals have no fear of him. I am rooting for him. Do I know the absolute truth? Of course not. 
But, <laughs> my, but <laughs> my gut feeling is he does everything by the book. He loves animals. Yeah, that's your gut feeling. Good. Keeping a menagerie in a strip mall is yeah. not doing everything by the book. It's definitely not. <laughs> I've done business with him and found him to be an outstanding businessman. <laughs> yeah. The store that Bruce Hoffman owns in Roseville, Michigan is called The Roadhouse. Oh, no. Oh, God. And what kind of shop is The Roadhouse, you ask? <laughs> A gross one? <laughs> Certainly one that Lucy and I would absolutely be tempted to check out were we nearby. Oh, I'm picturing the boondocks on I-80 or I-35. It's essentially a Casey's gas station meets a Spencer Gifts meets an oddity shop meets an exotic pet store. Oh, my God. It's the boondocks. Mm-hmm. Oh so I God. read a couple of Yelp reviews about this store. I oh, no. want to go here. Got stabbed here. Would go back. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> the first, one of them read, quote, they have everything from clothing to exotic pets, jewelry, black light posters, <laughs> tapestries, <laughs> knickknacks, and more. Vapes. I think we have different <laughs> definitions of everything. <laughs> right. None of those would be on my list of everything. (laughs) They have everything. (laughs) Yeah, it's like SNL. (laughs) This place has everything. Exotic (laughs) pets, clothing, jewelry, black Black light posters. posters. (laughs) (laughs) Another review said, quote, that will be my Christmas present to me this year. LOL. I never fail to leave without at least two candles and maybe incense. (laughs) So a dude who... Seven black light posters. (laughs) Right. A dude who probably sells novelty dildos and incense in the (laughs) same aisle as exotic pets is not one that I'm going to take too seriously. Lots of (laughs) ashtrays in the shape of psychedelic mushrooms. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Big time. So to quote the Detroit News, quote, Stax, who has an active license with the U.S. Department of Agriculture to exhibit animals and said he has been licensed for 10 years, said he is innocent. (laughs) All of his animals are properly cared for, he said. Stax said he has never abandoned the animals or walked off and acted like they never existed. (laughs) Quote, I've never done that to any of my animals, he said. I make sure my animals are fed and drink water just like me. (laughs) Well, if I'm making my animals drink water just like me, they're having like a glass and a half a day. So that's not good. Someone is concerned about the color of their urine. Mm -hmm. Also, if they're fed like you is also a concern. Not good. (laughs) He owned and operated, quote, exotic zoo for years, taking the show on the road. Though the police seized a large portion of his animal inventory, he had plenty of other animals in additional places. And while awaiting trial and likely also while on trial, he continued to exhibit the exotic animals, maintaining that these charges are all bullshit and he will be exonerated in court. Oh. Mm -hmm. Quote, I actually have strong facts and evidence to show that this was a complete setup, Stack said. Romulus police never even picked up the phone and called me. They put my face on all over the news so they can try and tear down my character. Cops don't usually phone you up before they arrest you. Before they're going to arrest you. You don't usually get a courtesy courtesy call. call. You just get arrested. 
all orchestrated by the Herbergers that wanted to take my storefront. By that bitch Carol Baskin. Herberger. <laughs> Sex said, quote, God is going to exonerate me and make sure that everyone knows the truth. Mm. He also believes the seized animals will be returned to him when this is all over. If your backup no. argument involves God, God you're exonerating not, you're you? not sitting pretty with the court. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not mm-hmm. good. And it did get close to ending quickly. His January 2020 court date where he was uh, to face the charges of one felony count of abandoning slash cruelty of animals and two misdemeanor counts of cruelty to animals was dismissed by the judge because the assistant prosecutor on the case was late to court by like 20 minutes. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, that's annoying. I would be so pissed at that prosecutor, first of all, because like, I know this sounds really piddly, but being ready to go in court on time is a very fucking big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff like that can definitely fuck you over. Can't you just reschedule? That doesn't mean this wasn't a crime. No, it's up to the judge and the judge was salty enough about it. Yeah. Yeah. So a spokesperson for the prosecutor's office said the judge had a police officer call the assistant prosecutor to inquire as to where he was. Quote, at that time, the assistant prosecutor informed the officer that he was approximately 15 minutes away and the information was conveyed to court. And I think at at the time of that call, it was already 921 and court was set to convene at nine. Mm -hmm. So he he would have been almost a fucking hour late. Yeah. Like almost at least 45, like 35 to 45 minutes, like. I mean, it would have probably been rescheduled at minimum, and it doesn't really surprise me that a salty judge is like, well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, but this yeah. dude got really fucking lucky. Well, he did in this, on this day. Okay. Maria Miller okay. of the prosecutor's office said in a news release uh, that that call happened, blah, blah, blah. So Javin was released on a $10,000 bond. Charges were refiled, and his court date was scheduled for February 5th. Now, the most recent article that I could find was from February 27th, and he was still in court. And by then, COVID-19 had obviously started to ramp up because that's just this of this year, oh, February 27th shit. of 2020. So it's entirely likely that, that the trial has been delayed. And that's why like, I cannot find a solid answer on whether or not he was found guilty. <gasps> so Michigan listeners, if you know more than I do, please email me because I am dying to find out what happens to this fucking asshole. Same. Yeah. yeah. Send us and an update. That is my case. I don't have a music video to play for you, but that's Javin Stacks that's- on Stacks on Stacks of Hedgehogs. what was javin's middle name he had a weird middle name uh like phyllis not phyllis Uh, (laughs) uh, i'm finding this 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 where is he ferris yeah ferris bueller Sachs. oh what a name uh i know well done there's the a really stacks great on photo of, of him on the drive, which will eventually be on the blog when we launch our new website of him like holding and smiling a black dragon. Whoa. Lizard. That is a chunky oh. dragon. Oh, she thick. Big chub. Oh yeah, my God. She a big the chub. giant rabbits. The rabbits are so cute. Those oh. big ass Flemish rabbits. Look I love at those their big chubbies. They have big mm. boobs. Is there- yeah. Is it wrong to own a hedgehog? Like just no. one, not 300? 
I know a lot of people who own a hedgehog. They make great yeah. little pets, but like they need proper care. They need enough space. Right. Like yeah, our friend Ryan having three hundred of them in basically a metal mm. bucket full of fucking shavings is not how you care for a hedgehog. Yeah, not so uh, great. Mm-hmm. Wow, the worst. Good job. Like some of some of these animals, it's fine to own, like certain kinds of lizards, like turtles and tortoises, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like when the hoarding. Gets right. out of control. I mean, even my rabbit, he's like a totally domesticated litter box trained rabbit that's meant to be a pet, but he was taken out of a house that had over 50 additional animals in it here yeah, in Minneapolis. Okay. Your future home. No. <laughs> no. I'm not that box. No, no, no. Uh. All right. Well, special thanks this week to our fan picker, Taylor Wilkins. Taylor, this was perfectly timed. So good. You tailored it to this moment. Thank yeah, you, you so did. much. <laughs> Thank you also to Sarah Cox. Wanna put you in a box? Keep you forever mm. under my bed. Mm. Thank okay. you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you, Gretchen A. Pierce, for giving us a piece of that pie, Gretchen. (laughs) We appreciate you. And thank you to Emily Gallon. All I want is a gallon of wine right now. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Emily. Thank you, Loring Barber, who wants to send good vibes about their wedding. Uh, Loring is a gateway gal to besties and bridesmaids, Lauren and Larissa. So Loring wants us to send good vibes about Loring's wedding because I Mm -hmm. believe it had to be delayed due to COVID. So sorry, Loring. Yeah. That's a bummer, Loring. You're not alone. You will probably get even better gifts at the end of this long road. You mm-hmm. are not alone. Also, yeah, be sure to post that uh, registry because yeah. people are going to feel sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Milk Get it. Get them gifts. <laughs> uh, Kenyon, you should read this one because apparently the next two requested mm, my, true. my services. <laughs> Thank you, Elise Gamsby. Mm, uh, look at those Gamsby. <laughs> Thank you, Elise. Oh, okay. So... Beck Ehlers wanted my daddy voice. Thank you so much. I'm just going to, I would Beck on that horse, Beck Ehlers. (laughs) You know who else requested my daddy voice? It's Christina Harder. And it gets harder and harder to do this in COVID quarantine. Also, Krista wants to shout out their BFF <laughs> Molly and I'm popping Molly I'm sweating daddy okay wow now we're over next. that <laughs> <laughs> moving right Woo! along thank you to Jody Kronz I simply Kronz with your name I Kronz <laughs> believe it I Kronz believe your generosity <laughs> thank you to Tara Hardy uh, it is getting hardy and hardy. Tara, hardy knower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I have the next Noah. one too? Yeah, yeah take yeah. it. Thank you to our good friend Susan Harrington, who is Woo. the mother of my sister's oh. boyfriend. Susan, I love that. Susan accidentally <laughs> deleted her previous Patreon. <laughs> 
around Asian or something. I don't remember what happened. But Susan, thank you so much for being a dear heart and resubscribing. I can't wait to meet you in person. You're so also, sweet. Also, you raised a really good son. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so sweet. He's very so sweet. Cute. And a great cat daddy. Oh, my God. The best. A real tiger king. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Not at all. Uh, kicking off our $10 a month tier is Alex Derujo. And Alex wants to say happy 22nd birthday, Isabella Derujo, from your little sister, Poot. Oh. oh. And I will note that Alex and I had been emailing earlier today, and they are very enthusiastic about shouting out their sister. So I love that. Happy also, belated, my family Isabella. calls me Doot. So, Alex, we are Doot and Poot. Oh, that's cute. cute. So cute, Doot and Poot. Doot and Poot. <sighs> Sounds like a All sex right. act. <laughs> that could, that could spread play. COVID. You'll yeah. proper masks. <laughs> Uh, thank you to Deborah Copeland. Uh, I hope you are Copelanding well <laughs> in this situation. I am not. Thank <laughs> you to Kristen Taylor. Kristan, spelled with an O N. You are Kristan, your game with your yeah. donation. Thank you so much. Thank you to Caitlin Waltemeyer. Uh, Waltemeyer, make- chopped liver. Oh. <laughs> I was going to go with a Walter White make oh, me some meth joke, but sorry. I like yours better, so Walter I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Walter Meyer, Thank hardly you. know her. <laughs> Thank you to Kelsey Roach. I could light barely, up this roach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could use one of you. Thank yeah. you so much, Kelsey. Oh my God, you have nothing to alleviate the constant stress of reality right now. I I'm hope so you have sorry. Xanax at least. Yeah, do you have like any sort of? I only have sleeping pills and my regular daily medication, which and I have. Well, I have gin and tequila left over, but it's just dwindling quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I anyway, I'm so sorry. I wish I could mail you like drugs. I know. Thank you. All right. Thank you also to Marissa Crom. Crom mm. on Eileen. <laughs> I'm about to crom on Eileen. Oh, God, I'm about to crom. I'm going to crom inside you. Oh, my poor neighbors. <laughs> I'm just screaming. I'm going to crom. I'm going to crom. His dick fell off. <laughs> His dick fell off. Crom in my belly button. Okay. <laughs> Thank you to <laughs> Becky Canavan. If I can get in a van by the end of this COVID situation, I'll be on my way to you, Becky. We should form a canavan. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to Jillian. No last name, so I can only assume it's Jillian Anderson. Thank Ooh. you. And uh, the you're truth right is up there, there with Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Big yeah. time. Oh, wow. Okay. Thank you to Aaron Sky Dick. Sky Dick? Shy Dick? I like Sky Dick. Sky Dick. I think it's wrong, but I like it. I'll take I'm my dick it. on the side. <laughs> Aaron, your Sky Dick last name was over my head. 
So <laughs> thank you for gracing us with your girthy presence. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and thank you to Bethany Beattie for increasing their donation from 5 to $10 a month. You're going to get a fucking patriarchy wine glass in the mail at some point. And don't bat those beady little eyes at me, Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to Brianne Griffin, who is also getting a fucking patriarchy wine glass. Uh, any help? Brianna. Uh, yeah, Brianna. Brianna. It's a griffin. I got nothing. Nailed it. <laughs> you are half eagle, half something else. I don't know what a griffin mm-hmm. is. Right? It's like a dragon with feathers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's pretty zoological. Yeah. Kicking off our $15 a month trash queen level, we got mm-hmm. J.B. McGillis. I would, um... I'm getting McJealous. Yeah, I'm loving McGillis. Oh, yeah. Oh, Amanda, what did I... I, Corey and I sang a little ditty for you the other day, and I recorded it and texted it, and it was just Corey and myself singing, I'm losing it. Yep, because Corey yeah. like did that in another room, and you were like, "Amanda loves the McDonald's theme. Let's sing it for her." I did. He and said it randomly it to like, me in a voice. Amanda oh. loves the McDonald's theme song. We have to <laughs> record does. it. And he was like, "She oh, says it okay. constantly." Yep. <laughs> and uh, between you and us, but I saved it. <laughs> I love it. Um, thank you, Tia Nicole. I am tipping my hat to you <laughs> for your donation. You're going to be getting some trash in the mail. Thank you for the tips. Mm, the tip. <laughs> Just the tips. <laughs> thank you to Anastasia or possibly Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you survived the revolution, Anastasia. <laughs> and were reunited with your grandmother. And you I befriended God in the basement of a St. Petersburg mansion, Anastasia. <laughs> I want to watch that fucking like Disney oh, Anastasia. So Love it. You know, I don't know where I like delineate old classic Disney with new Disney, but it's right That's around right on Anastasia. Line. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree. But yep. after the Lion King. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you to Heather Schmidt. You mm, don't, don't give schmidt a schmidt. yourself. <laughs> you did not schmidt the bed when you increased your pledge from 10 to $15 a month. You'll be getting some trash. Thank you there so much. There have been a handful of farts by my partner where I really had to question if he schmidt the bed. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what is going on, but I have been f- farting so much. Your husband is cooking a lot of rich meals. It's yeah. really rich. But like every mm-hmm. time I like poop, yeah. 75% yeah. of it is just air. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Are you yeah. drinking carbonated beverages? No. Oh, that'll no. do it too. Mm. Mm. No, I have either. definitely upped my bubble water intake, and mm-hmm. my farts mm-hmm. are constant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, beware of, of beware of night farts. pudding, <laughs> <laughs> night pudding, and the wet farts, juicy farts, okay, juicy farts. Kicking off our twenty-five dollar a month tier is Sydney Wolf. I'm gonna give you a wolf of this fart. 
Sydney. <laughs> Peter and the wolf. Sometimes wolves are around. Zoology oh has my God. Yeah, I forgot about the existence of Peter and the wolf. Right? It's a great little, little whatever it is. Is it a play? It's a good one. I don't know. No idea. Thank you also to Alex. Uh, $10. Oh, increase their pledge to $25 a month. Thank you, Alex. All right. Uh, uh, Alexa, <laughs> thank Alex. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> All right. So big special shout out to our once off donators. So uh, whenever Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the race, it was like, mm-hmm. you know, seven years ago or however long ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. It feels we had, like seven years. It feels like forever ago. We had a, a bunch of Coven members sort of reach out and connect and want to contribute to a, a gift box of sorts of mostly fucking patriarchy items from our mm-hmm. online store. Yeah, so I we, forgot we did this. Yeah, so we did send her a gift basket. Haven't heard a response yet, but, you know, not surprising. Also, don't hold your breath. Um But we did shout her out and just let her know, yes, fuck the patriarchy. We exist. We support you. We love you. And those Mm. people included Megan Areola, Mm. Sarah Salisbury, Michelle Mm. Wong, Danielle Mm. Stewart, Angela Mm. McGovern, and Mm. Catherine Shea. So friends of ours are in there. Hi, Sarah and Catherine. Absolutely. So thank you to all of those who uh, donated to our little Warren gift basket. It did go out and uh, we will keep you updated if we hear a response. I like to yeah. imagine that Elizabeth Warren is snuggled up with a giant highball of whiskey in a mm-hmm. fucking patriarchy sweatshirt, just mm-hmm. waiting all of this out. We sent with her a sweatshirt. We sent her a tank top. We sent her a set of wine glasses, a bottle opener, a pin set. I don't even remember yeah. what else. We 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 loaded her up. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. And last but not least in our donors is a once-off donation from Jessica Chauvin. You're not a chauvinist, I'm sure. No. Thank you for the $10. That'll get us mozzarella sticks when restaurants eventually become a thing again. Mm-hmm. And last but not least again, I have a joke for us. <laughs> Oh, oh God, help okay. us. Actually, <laughs> I two don't jokes. think I'm ready. Two jokes, because I couldn't oh, decide. <laughs> Did you hear that the new local zookeeper was killed uh, at work on his very first day? No. No. Well, that's why you shouldn't lie on your resume. <laughs> oh. Okay. Lion. Uh, also, you guys, I got some really bad news. I just lost what? my I lost my job as a zookeeper. Oh no. Oh. I didn't even know you were a zookeeper. Ask what happened. Oh, what happened? What happened? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> in my defense, there were signs everywhere saying please don't feed the animals. Oh. <laughs> I don't. Oh, because you weren't Cause feeding lo- them. Okay, yeah. okay. I was like, I don't yeah. get it. <laughs> wow. Nice. Nice. Good job. Also, I, also I, want, eh, I oh, sorry, need to tell my joke that I tried to tell in our group chat last night and nobody fucking responded. So I know well, you've Amber already. Scott responded. You did fine. Oh, I'm telling it again. What fine. Is, what does a house wear? I don't know what. Address. 
Okay, we're cutting this off now. I love you both. Love you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support and get a shout out on air, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers. I'm Renee, and this is Beyond Contempt True Crime. I'll take you on a journey and tell you stories that you've never heard before. Stories like Amy Bishop, Professor Turnmess Murderer, Ruben Borkart, the victim of a murder-for-hire plot. Brenda Spencer, who shot people through the window of her home because she really didn't like Mondays. Lori Bambenik, convicted for murder, but she was likely set up by her husband. When she escaped from prison and ran to Canada, everyone cheered her on. Run, Bambi, run. We cannot forget about the tragic murder of Margaret Anderson, which rocked the small community of Green Bay, Wisconsin. Many of these cases are just... Beyond Contempt. You can find us by searching for Beyond Contempt True Crime. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. <laughs>